Hello, everybody, and welcome to the very first edition of the as-yet-untitled uh, r slash Cardinals podcast. I am Ram Siddiqui. You might know me better as uh, Kuhan Luke. I'm one of the moderators of r slash Cardinals. Uh, joining me uh, is my co-host, hopefully the permanent co-host, unless something weird happens, like he comes out to be like a weird racist or something. I don't know. Hopefully we're fine. Is uh, <laughs> one of the other uh, moderators, the newest moderator of r slash Cardinals, Return of the Hack, Mac Huff. How's it going, Hack? I'm doing fantastic. Uh, if that could be on my gravestone, hopefully not. Hopefully a not a racist. racist. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully not a weird racist. I would very much appreciate that because if there's one thing that I want to be known for is that I was possibly not a racist. Poss- possibly. We're not, <laughs> again, not confirmed. Just possibly not, not a racist. Just possibly not one. <laughs> as long as that's true about me, I've got some stuff going for me. So. Uh, so as we're recording, it is the evening of uh, Monday, June 17th in the year of our Lord, 2019. Um, the, uh, uh, the Cardinals were just uh, just wrapped up a uh, was it like a 10, 10 day, 10 game road trip or eight game road trip, nine game, something like that road trip. Um, so we're going to discuss sidebar, do you ask? <laughs> we're going to uh, we're going to discuss the past week. Um, basically the, I think the idea is we're going to do like Monday through Sunday of Cardinals baseball every week. Uh, and, uh, and then talk to you guys, uh, anybody listening as well as of course, uh, our community here on r slash Cardinals about, yeah, like I said, the week's happenings and all that stuff. Uh, obviously, uh, some very big non Cardinals, but still St. Louis stuff happened this week. Uh, and that is the blues won the Stanley cup. Uh, I have to know. Hack, have you shaved your playoff beard yet? I have not. Um, letting it go for a little bit. Letting it go until that celebratory vibe wears off. Honestly, you are almost as unrecognizable as Pat Maroon without the beard. Like, that's true. That's <laughs> very time, true. Like, I would, I would see your snaps come in, uh, all the glorious snaps we were all sending to each other. Um, and I'd be like, I thought I knew what Hack looked like, but he looks like a complete, oh, it's the beard. It's that he has a giant, like, Amish beard. <laughs> It, okay, so first of all, you're not the first person to say Amish. Um, <laughs> so I don't know how that makes me feel. Um, haven't decided yet. But I, it's it's because it's you don't have the mustache. I don't, and there there's a big patchy spot right on my chin too that yeah. is earlier in the playoffs and earlier in my beard growing phase was not as it, it didn't get covered up. And now it's long enough to where it's covered up, but it looked way worse back then. Uh, yeah. Well, that's what that's. I don't. I don't, I don't know. I think it's just like it's just the no mustache is yeah. classic Amish territory. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, and and I and I'm owning it. I'm I'm letting it roll. <laughs> I'm letting it roll for a little bit, and we'll see how it looks in maybe a week or two. I'll probably end up trimming it because I'm getting some looks at work. So, uh, it's. It's like when like Lance Lynn shaved his beard to become a Yankee, and it's like, what is what is this? Like, why Who would is you, that man? Would you, or or um, uh, oh my God, I, uh, Kevin Euclid. When Kevin Euclid did the same thing, it's like, what is what? Why? Yeah, he should. Like, this seems that. this seems like a rule that shouldn't exist because this is wrong. This just looks wrong. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know about the beard though. The beard looks okay. It's just the little Amish. That's it. Maybe if I can get it. Going think, in the right direction. <laughs> have, have you have you trimmed it, or is it still like just like a big bushy beard? It's just a big bushy beard. 
All right. Well, <laughs> it's it's the exact same as it as it's been since Wednesday. So. <laughs> uh. All right. Well. <laughs> I guess that's that's that. Um. <laughs> I guess we should probably put a. You, you did not need to take a picture because now we're just talking about like in an audio yeah. podcast talking about the it's visual really bad, of your face. Really bad, <laughs> bad podcasting <radio>. right now. <laughs> um. I mean, if look, if you follow Hack on Snapchat, you'll have seen it. So. <laughs> um. But yeah, well, Blues won. You went to the parade. I did um, go to the parade. Yes, I, I I drove through the night to go uh, to the Blues parade and rally. Um, a decision that I only a little bit regret, but I think I'm good. I think I think I it's a it's a mostly positive experience, so I'm happy with it. And and there's only a, a slight negative part of it in which that you were a little crossfaded. Um, <laughs> that was it. I was very sleep deprived and also a little high. So. <laughs> Props, uh, to yeah. a, props to a user that shall not shall remain unnamed. <laughs> uh, but if you follow me on Twitter, you'll have seen who I was hanging out with. So <laughs> it's too late for that. Uh, <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, so uh, real quick, a little bit of brief history of uh, the creation of this podcast. I've been tr- we've been trying to do this, not specifically me and Hack, really just me and like other people in the subreddit. This has been like in semi-production for like five years. There was a point like. F- like four, five or maybe even six years ago where somebody was like, Hey, who wants to start a Cardinals podcast? Um, I think it was illumination who I have not seen in a long time. Um, whatever. I think he has a kid now. So life gets in the way of, uh, Reddit. Um, but, uh, he was like, Hey, you guys want to do a Cardinals podcast? And like a bunch of us were like, yes. And it was too many people on a podcast and it never got released. Oh uh, no, I think we did two episodes and I think neither one ever got released, but by the second episode, there was only like three of us left. But that's actually how I met uh, Nick Applebaum, who is uh, duh underscore Chapa on Reddit. And uh, he also is my co-host on Podcast for Arrangelay, which we have also not done in a while. Uh, and then a couple years ago, I was like, hey, do you guys want to do a podcast? And I think I think Covain was like a little bit on the fence, but we're close enough friends that I was like, I'll just rope him into it. Um, <laughs> and uh, and then again, that didn't happen. And then last last um i was gonna say trade deadline it was actually last all-star break but that's when i run the reddit trade deadline game um i talked to toach lag about it and he was like yeah let's totally do this like you know and we meant to do it again at the start of this year and then never got around to it (laughs) um and then finally like uh uh, tyler tyler four underscore 69 underscore three I swear we're going to be uh, name dropping a lot fewer Reddit people <laughs> for this show. But uh, he was like, hey, like, yeah, does anybody want like uh, theme music for a show? Because I have a new MIDI keyboard. And I was like, oh, I should definitely do the R Cardinals uh, podcast. And I asked in our mod chat and Hack was like, yeah, I'll do that. And I was like, cool. I guess we're doing an R Cardinals podcast. Let's do it after the Stanley Cup ends. And, uh, and then we'll be good. <laughs> and so now the Stanley Cup are. is over. And here we are. Unfortunately, the Blues won, and it did not end with uh, disappointment and sadness. And it's just not me sitting here in tears, drunkenly <laughs> complaining just, about what could have been. It's just the sad hat gif over and over and over again. It's just that with the theme music that you had, just over <laughs> and over. Yes, and and we do not have the the. Uh, I'm sure what will be fantastic theme music that Tyler is is composing for us as we speak uh, yet. Uh, that'll be coming in the not too distant future. What we had right now as a placeholder. If we even had anything, it's very possible I didn't put anything in there. We'll find out. Um, but let's talk about the Cardinals and not actually. I was gonna say not ourselves, but I was actually just gonna say let's talk about ourselves. Let's talk about ourselves. Um, 
Uh, we are, of course, big Cardinals fans. Hack, why don't you talk a little bit about your history with the St. Louis Cardinals? Uh, I mean, I think my story starts the same way as everyone else's. You're born into it. You, you didn't really have a choice, uh, so to speak. Uh, you grew up with it. And uh, one fateful day, uh, <clears throat> I uh, meandered into the old the old Reddit, the old subreddit, and uh, the shit posting began. And then slowly but surely got more and more involved. And then my face was on TV and the Cardinals getting beat like 17 to five by the Dimebacks. And I was there looking not too happy. And then my face was in a, was in a, this is going to split the room right down the middle. GIF. <laughs> absolutely gif 100 <laughs> percent. i literally was arguing with someone on twitter about this today <laughs> so my my face was in a gif and uh the rest is uh, as they say history uh but yeah uh whole whole families from the st louis area uh, i wasn't born there i never lived there really but i've grown up from the, the day i was born a cardinal fan and uh grew up during the the home run chase so Fell in love really easily with Mark McGuire and uh, lived the 2006-2011 World Series, and here we are. And I'll uh, I'll yield the floor. Did you ever live in St. Louis? I did not. No, my all of my family except for immediate family, uh, like you know, mom, dad, sister, siblings, all that. Uh, we live here, but everyone else, all extended family, lives in in that area still. So uh, gotcha. got a lot of a lot of crew back there, so it's kind of hard not to be. Yeah, uh, yeah. Not to be all about it. Um, I I was born in Pakistan. <laughs> um, so we didn't I mean, there there actually is a Pakistan national baseball team. I have the actually I have the hat for them right here in my hand, which nobody is seeing. Bad um, podcasting. But I, but I, but I do, <laughs> it happens to be sitting here on my mic stand. So um my other mic stand. Um uh so that there is a baseball team there, but nobody cared about baseball there. Um, we moved to America. We actually moved to Indiana, uh, for my parents to go to Indiana state university. And then from there, we moved to St. Louis in 1998 during the home run chase. Um, so it was like the perfect time to, to be fascinated by baseball. Um, and then like, you know, I lived in St. Louis, everyone in St. Louis is a Cardinals fan. So I was, you know, obviously I was a Cardinals fan. I enjoyed the Cardinals. I watched them when, whenever they were on, uh, KPLR 11, um, and uh and you know national games and stuff like that um and uh and then really like that was it i was a cardinals fan everyone loves the cardinals that was i was a you know whatever that's that's just that's just how it goes um you know they won in 06 um uh when uh hacking out of the same age when we were 13 um and then uh, and that was you know, i was in middle school like the the newspaper was was pinned to one of the bulletin boards like and that was exciting and i remember being excited by that um but really it, it was the 2011 uh like postseason and run up to that postseason that that really cemented my baseball my cardinals and baseball fandom um that i was like it was just it was it was it was just obviously like the 2011 world series was so exhilarating and and like you know and by that point i was 18 years old so i was able to like really get it and you know understand it and yeah. i was also like i was you know i was off of college so like literally when the cardinals won i don't remember if it was game 6 or game 7 but when they won i it was right around halloween 
Um, so I walked out and I was walking across to my friend's dorm and a dude in a Rorschach costume just got like grabbed me in a bear hug because he saw my Cardinals hat. <laughs> and I was like, it was such a such a um such a weird experience. And <laughs> just like yeah. being grabbed in a bear hug by a dude and like just a full, like he was wearing a, a trench coat and like again, like, like a Rorschach mask on his face because right after the that movie came out, the Watchmen movie had come out. So yeah. um <laughs> very strange. Uh and then actually it was I didn't actually watch a lot of baseball in 2012, but again, watched the postseason, which was a disappointing postseason. Um, uh, after we uh, went up, was it was it three one that we went up to the Giants before <laughs> wasting away three games in a row? Oh, I I don't oh. really I don't remember that much, but w- interestingly enough, we have a very similar memory of like the 2011 when it comes to college, and that's probably because we we're kind of around the same age. But I remember. I don't I don't know uh, what your parents did, but my parents, that was like kind of the first time was like, we're going to give you a credit card and like, don't run it up too much sport and like kind of teach you kind of some semblance of responsibility when it comes to money and being on your own and all that. And my and first purchase $300 worth of Cardinals World Series gear. No, no, no. My first purchase was right before opening day because this is like almost in like kind of the beginning of mlb tv my first purchase was mlb tv and so it was like one of those things i was like i had never had access to a full season of cardinals baseball because all i had was in 98 when the home run chase was going on they would cut like espn and like all these national you know media outlets would cut into mcguire at bats and even from a game that was like an actual good game to like an 11 nothing Cardinal game to watch McGuire try to hit another home run. And then 2006, obviously watched the whole playoffs and all that. But then in 2011, it was like the first full season that I got to watch. Cause like I said, I never lived in St. Louis. I never had, you know, the local station playing it, never had KMO, you know, KMO X or anything like that. So it was one of those things that that was, the, that was my first real ride on Cardinals baseball where I could watch, all 162 and that's that's ridiculous that's one uh downside one big downside to uh regional sports networks which you know it gets the team money it gets the players money whatever whatever but when i was a kid like until i was 13 years old um the cardinals were on like the wb they were on local television and then after that like it was hard to watch baseball unless i was like at a sports bar or whatever like or like at a restaurant and they were playing the the game like otherwise like you you, you could only watch the national games you know <laughs> like so well, yeah it was gonna be the cubs or the braves yeah well then that was that yeah. that was like that's if if you got like cause i didn't have cable at all oh, yeah. so like i had local television so i could go to channel 11 and watch the cardinals and that was great um but after that like that's i think that's part of the reason that you know i i sort of fell off also because like i was sort of nerd and none of my friends were sports fans so like nobody was like nobody really cared about sports we were talking about like anime and video games um uh but like and as as similarly actually so so 2012 i think i mean well that was all like on um on cable networks and I, i might have had cable that year i don't remember now um but that there was that postseason and then 2013 it was all just like finding illegal streams um of everything <laughs> like it was fine this find that and then i think like for a couple of years it was like bombing off other people's and then actually um uh free plug to t-mobile the official wireless provider of major league baseball no free ads <laughs> come on man no free ads <laughs> which uh, <laughs> but uh they're like T-Mobile gives you free MLB.tv. 
And mm-hmm. that is awesome because I can watch all the games now and not like have to pirate them. And it's the best. <laughs> so um, that is that because I live in Chicago now. Uh, you know, we move we move from St. Louis in like 2011, 2012 ish. So like it's it's uh, it's harder to watch the games unless they're playing the Cubs. But with MLB.tv, you can have the game at your fingertips. MLB TV sponsor us, please. <laughs> um, uh, or T-Mobile, yeah, we're, cool, we're cool with that too. Uh, so yeah, so uh, and then I, uh, I think I became a moderator of the subreddit like pretty quickly. I like I, I had had a Reddit account for like a year or two before I post like I posted like maybe three things on Reddit ever, and then uh, and then like when I when I became a like super Cardinals fan, I was I was on Viva Alberto's a lot, and then I I guess I just stumbled across the Reddit the subreddit at some point. And I just posted so much. And then at some point I was like, hey, if you make me a mod, I'll make sure the sidebar gets updated. And uh, Bravo Delta, who was head mod at the time, uh, RIP Bravo, um, he he was like, okay. And then I did it for like a month maybe. And then just sort of stuck around. It's a hard job. It's a hard job to update that sidebar and post the game thread every morning and all that. So... Yeah, yeah. Make that Bravo was, rest in peace. There's, there's a reason that we have a, a robot do what Bravo did by himself every day before. <laughs> like he, for a it, long time, for like four or five years, Bravo would post every single game thread, and Covain would post every single after game thread, except for like a couple here and there where like one of them would tell us in advance, "Hey, I'm not gonna be able to make it, so somebody's got it. Somebody else has to post this." Yeah. Um, but like otherwise, like ninety percent, ninety nine percent of the time, it was Bravo and Coven posting the pro- the pre uh, the game and post game thread, and the pre game thread for a while was just like, a, hey, anyone can post this. Um, the pre game thread anybody could do, and that was that was the Wild West days. Of the yeah, yeah, it was. It, was, was it, a, there was there was like there was like a soft rule of it has to be four or later, like five, 5 a.m. four a.m. or five a.m. Yeah, something like that. No, I know this rule because I had to follow it. <laughs> I had to follow because well, I was one of the people trying to do it. <laughs> it's funny because I just remember because it was during um, during Ramadan, I would always like be the one to post the threads because I would be up for breakfast <laughs> and before, at sunrise. So I would post. Uh, I'd be posting the pregame threads. But I remember uh, it was five a.m. because I because I it was five a.m. Central. So like I would still be up. Like it would always be like a Friday or Saturday where I'd still be up. Like from drinking the night before or something. And I just be like, if I wait just like 30 more minutes, I can be the pregame thread. <laughs> it was just such a stupid thing. But I was just a young college kid and I was drunk and I had nothing else to do. So I was just sitting there just drinking more beer. And it's like, I can make this, I can get, I can get this pregame thread and get that sweet, sweet fake internet points. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have, I have like 193,000 Reddit karma and I'm pretty sure like 90,000 of that is from r slash Cardinals and another 90,000 probably from r slash baseball. Like it's <laughs> those like the only two places I post. <laughs> um, so moving on. So we'll, we'll yeah. stop talking about ourselves. We're going to stop bragging about it. Move on to, are we going to do this week or we're going to do preview next week? I, I fear we should go in chronological. Yeah, let's go. We'll go chronological. So uh, the Cardinals played. <laughs> sounds like we're not. Sounds like we're doing a preview. Cardinals played the Marlins in Miami. So not a preview. The the, Card- the Marlins in Miami. Um, uh, first game uh, was Michael Waka. Um, 
gosh, I don't have it pulled up who the, who the other <laughs> pitchers were. Uh, first game was a Michael Walker start. Second game, Dakota Hudson. Third game, Miles Michaelis. Um, Cardinals came out of that series with a uh, two two to one. Basically, they uh, two they were not able to take the sweep, but it was a, uh, a two two wins to one loss. Um, Pack, what did what did you think of? Well, first of all, it was it was Walker's return to the rotation. Uh, there was a couple of turns that was Henesis uh, Cabrera, and then uh, Michael Walker returned to the rotation uh, on June tenth, and he was stellar. Uh, yeah, uh, I think also a part of that is it's the Marlins. Um, sure. Well, the Mar- but the Marlins have had been they've been hot, quite hot. They've been hot, and um, and and um, <laughs> Michael Walker had been quite not. Right. Correct. Um, so I don't. Like I said, I don't have any qualms against it. I don't uh, have any real it, this this stretch actually, which is going to maybe ruin the whole uh, review of the week. Uh, this is kind of what the Cardinals should do them to the Marlins and Mets, right? Um, and and you drop a couple games here and there, and. Uh, and that's fine, even for a good baseball team. You, you, it's not your day, it's not your night, and you get, uh, for lack of a better word, you get pushed in the volcano one night to sacrifice for the Blues, and like that's just the way it goes. And uh, <clears throat> honestly, I think they played this stretch as they should have played. Um, I, I definitely agree with that. But considering the stretch before that. Right. Um, it's, it's hard to say they should be playing well when they played so poorly in the six weeks before that, uh, that this, this past stretch, mm-hmm. um, particularly this Marlins series was three to one. And then the Mets series, which we'll talk about in a little bit, which was, uh, sorry, two to one. And then this one, Mets series was going to be uh, three to one. Um, so, uh, a total week of, uh, of five and two, which is, you know, that's, I, I I agree. This is the kind of stretch that we would like to see, but considering what had come before, um, you know, it's uh, it's a nice change of pace. And especially, I would say, um, I don't want to skip ahead to the Mets series, but there was a lot of stuff that happened in the Mets series that I think uh, was really positive. Uh, the Marlins series, though, uh, Waka and Hudson surrendered one run each um, to to the Mar- to the Marlins and. You know, it was just it was the Cardinals putting up hits, the Cardinals putting up runs, small ball. Just it was it was just a solid solid baseball stretch. Uh, the Michaelis start, on the other hand, was not solid baseball. Not at all. Uh, uh, which uh, I guess it's it's a bigger question of of Miles Michaelis, and and you know we we are like I said we're recording on Monday night, so Michaelis uh, did pitch today's game didn't surrender any run, runs we won that game five to nothing um but the starts before that were not very good and really nothing like the miles michaelis we saw last year who gave up what like three home runs and he's given up like nine or ten this year i should pull this these stats up yeah and i'm not going off stats all i'm going off purely my own drunk memory um <laughs> but the like those starts that I think what's happening is, and it doesn't, it doesn't lend the, the metaphor doesn't lend itself as well uh, to Michaelis because he has pitched before in the major leagues and then he went uh, overseas and then he came back. 
And in reality, he shouldn't have this kind of sophomore slump, but he's a different pitcher now. He is right. a guy that he's pounding the zone. He's working fast. And I think for me, what's happening is he's kind of having that same effect again. Um, and hopefully that's not something that's long lingering um, and everything kind of gets figured out. But what I think is happening is that opposing players are starting to recognize trends where, okay, on, you know, in these instances, he's going to throw me this pitch first. It's, it's going to be this pitch on the first pitch and he's going to get it over for a strike and they know it, they know it's coming and they're going to swing at it as hard as they can. And I think that may be where we're getting some of these home runs from. And right. I don't think that that's something to necessarily be concerned about. Um, Whoa. because while it is concerning that the home runs are happening, that people are being able to, strategize around it what's happening is that we're seeing more of those home runs because he's no he's not scared to throw that pitch still he knows that that's happening he sees it he sees the numbers just like a rail so and i mean mean, home runs are happening more and that's just a thing across the league by the way uh last year in 32 starts miles michaels gave up 16 home runs which is one home run every other start this year in 14 starts he's given up 14 home runs which is a home run every outing on average um, obviously there's some games of two or three and some games of zero, but, uh, you know, I, there's, there's one thing home runs are ha- going to happen. That's going to happen. But like his ERA is a full two runs ahead of like uh, over what it was last year. You know, right. last year he had a league leading 18 wins this year. He has a league leading seven losses. Um, that's, you know, that's, there's something like th- there's something to like, something you know, there. to, to, to adjusting back, you know, and, and, to be, you know, we're almost halfway through the season um, and to, to have not readjusted back in the right direction at this point, that's that's concerning, I feel. And I don't disagree, but what I think, I think kind of the way I'm trying to, to explain it in my own head is it's not so much about the stuff, it's the how it's being used. And that's not like a pitching coach problem that's not a michaelis problem it's not an execution problem it's that the other side has figured it out and now it's time to adjust um because now like you said there's a home run almost every outing and that leads to almost the explanation i gave her is like they know that at least once a game he's gonna throw this first pitch and they're sitting on it and they're gonna hit a home run and maybe they're gonna hit a couple more but I don't think the stuff has changed. I just think the execution has changed. And like I said, I think it's just time to adjust. I don't think it's time to say he's like losing it or he's, you know, like how people freak out about Wainwright and say like, Hey, like it's time to put him out to pasture or anything. I don't think that's what it is. I think he's the, I think he's the same pitcher and it's the second time through the league. Um, that's kind of where I sit with Michaelis. And I, I don't think it's a problem. I think he'll figure it out over the course of the year. I think it's a little too early to tell on Michaelis. Um, I, I see my thing. My thing with Michaelis is as a, as a 30 year old pitcher, um, you know, he, he's, he played in the major leagues. He really, his major league service time is like a hundred innings before he went to Japan and came back. Yeah. Um, but he, but he played in Japan for, you know, four or five years um, as a, as a 30 year old, basically a veteran pitcher, you know, it's it's harder and and a guy who again was was an all-star last year finished sixth in Cy Young voting you want a guy like the and a guy you give a big contract to not a huge contract but still a significant contract um 
you want a guy like that to adjust more than someone like Hudson. Hudson, who has also had a little home run in trouble, and Flaherty has also had quite a bit of home run trouble. Um, but those guys are 23, 24 years old, and you know, on rookie Michael deals, is. Michaelis isn't, you know, so so it's that's that's a guy. If if you want a guy like that to be anchoring, you know, he's the opening day starter. You want a guy like that to be anchoring the rotation for a couple of years. Yep. He needs to be figure out figure out how to adjust um quicker than June 17th, you know, which uh, again, he had a good outing tonight on June 17th, but if it took him two and a half months to adjust to the league figuring him out, like that's its own issue. Um where, you know, again, if it takes Jack Flaherty two and a half months, okay, like this dude has been in the league for a year, you know, he's got it. He's still got to figure it out. Okay, fine. Um, Dakota Hudson actually has, has been a lot better than like at the beginning, first half, first couple months, he was having a lot of struggles too, but he's dropped his ERA back down to 355. He's, he's starting to readjust and I'm, and Flaherty, you know, we've seen some good items from him recently starting to readjust as well. Um, and for, for Michaelis to have not figured out against, like you said, the Marlins, who's a team we should be beating. Um, you know, that's, I don't know. That's, that's frustrating to say the least. Uh, yeah, I don't disagree that it's a frustrating start. Or even I would even say it's, it is a bad loss. It's not a, it's not a game you should lose. Uh, and on, that, any and that, three, on any three of those pitchers, Waka, Hudson, Michaelis, you should not lose any of those three games. Well, and, and I will say like Michael Waka is a guy who's had injury issues forever. And, you know, he, sh- He's not the guy he was in 2013, um, but Miles Michaels gave up five runs in the first two innings of that game. We lost that game nine to nothing. Like that's that's worse than sub ideal, you know? <laughs> well, yeah, no, of course it is. And the way I'm thinking about Michaelis' struggles is the same way I think about Mike Leake's struggles. Um, and as people on the subreddit would know, I have a very big man crush on Mike Leake um, for. Arizona state reasons, but Michaelis makes his money on throwing strikes and it sounds old school. It sounds trying to be dismissive, but that's how he got back to the major leagues was not being afraid to put the ball in the zone and throw his best stuff. And if you hit it a country mile, then fine. Like, fuck it. <laughs> if you, if you hit into big Mac land, fine. That's at most four runs. Um, and hopefully the offense can get it back. Obviously, that's a whole nother different conversation. Um, right, right, and yeah, and and, and the, 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 the offense is so. the offense had definitely been struggling for a while, and the offense uh, struggled in that game. Yeah. But, but for me, the 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 conversation for me is more of the confidence of just throwing that next strike is is telling, and I think that's why I tell people like. Michaelis is going to be fine. It's there's a confidence to him that he's not going to stop throwing strikes because that's what got him back to the major leagues. He's not going to stop doing that, even if they keep hitting him out. And, you know, and if they if that leads to a decision that is, you know, they got to remove him from the rotation or they got to find another a route to go, they got to trade him, they got to do something. That's fine, but he's not going to abandon throwing strikes. Um, which for I think a lot of people, they'd rather them throw strikes and somebody hit a solo shot than walk three people in a row because they're scared right. and they're nibbling around. The, and and I will the, say, um, looking at uh, the just a quick look at this this uh, 
the just his strike rate. He um 66% this year, 69% last year. His strikes looking are 17% last year, 18% this year. His swinging strikes were at 9% this year, 10% last year. So it's all very similar numbers. Even his line drive rate is 22 this year and 24 last year. He's so is yeah, it's just it's just guys hitting stuff well and you know Maybe the balls are juiced, like who knows? There's there's all who that knows? stuff as well. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> he has just you don't out, want it. To, you, yeah, you don't want it to happen. But like there, there was that game out. in the Rangers series last uh, last month where he gave up seven runs in an inning in a third. Like that's yeah. you know that's that's just that's unacceptable from anybody. You know, mm-hmm. and if you take that game out, he's maybe a sub three ERA or whatever. But like that's you know you can't take that yeah. game out, and that's a really that's a really particularly bad game and Um, i i and the thing is i'm not disagreeing that like it's not been ideal i'm just of course trying to say like he's he's doing what's worked and the league has adjusted and it's like you hear like the old school guy and like i'm kind of i love the analytics and everything but i don't understand enough to really talk deep analytic stuff but that's what the league has done they figured out miles michaelis right They've and Miles Michael, Miles Michael needs to figure the league back out, and now he's got to adjust back. And that's for, and that's what Wainwright's done. And so everybody was ready to put Wainwright out to pasture last year, but Wainwright arguably has been the most stable starter of this entire year. And when, and the thing is, is Wainwright's done it more than once. He's done it a couple of times, you know. And that's, yeah. and, and you know, maybe maybe it's just maybe the Cardinals had too much faith in him, but they gave him a, a four year deal, you know, and it was seventeen million dollars a year, which but is. He's adjusted back, and the league then adjusted back, and then Wainwright adjusted back, and that's yeah. what Miles Michaelis needs to do. Right? Yeah, and like they 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 gave Michaelis a lot of money, and Michaelis needs to figure something out because, uh, you know, he like if if the league figures you out, you got to figure the league back out, and if you can't, yep. then like it's you know it's it's it, a quick it's a quick see you later. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. it's not it's not great that the Cardinals gave him that four-year deal, which they didn't need to. I think they already got him on a two-year deal. They could have waited a little while. Um, got him on a four-year deal, made him the opening day starter, and the league figured him out, you know, right away. So, yep. and um, I, I, I would have, I mean, like, it sounds, it's hindsight's twenty twenty on it. Um, Honestly, I, I'm with you. Like, just write out the deal and see what happens. But or at least, you know, uh, maybe maybe sign at the All Star break. But like, he had we had one great season, and they're like, cool, Miles Michaelis, we're gonna sign you for four years. Ugh, uh, that's that's hmm, maybe putting the cart before the horse a little bit. That's yeah, I agree with that. But like I said, the I think all that's happened is exactly what happens with Wainwright is that they figured him out, and now they're gonna figure him back out. Yeah, or he's gonna figure them back out. Um, do you have anything, uh, anything else out of the Marlins series that you specifically would like to discuss? Nope. I'm ready to discuss the suspended game, which was hilarious. <laughs> um, uh, all right. Yeah. Let's talk about, let's talk about the suspended <laughs> game. So, um, okay. So yeah. So once we got out of Miami, uh, not a happy flight out of Miami, uh, after the, um, uh, Oh nine loss to the Marlins, uh, Cardinals went to New York, to face the Mets and uh, game really. Yeah. Game one's really all, all we ever want to talk about from this Mets series. Cause boy, howdy was that uh, just a bungling of, of just anything like 
that game should not have continued. They should have, like, yeah, they should have suspended that game, like, well earlier. And also, would they even need to suspend the game? Well, once it was tied, they had to. Right, once it was tied, they had Somebody to. Somebody had to win. <laughs> right, right, right. But at some point, because what seemed like happened... Um, and actually, um, if you've like watched John Boy Media on YouTube, who he does all those great um, breakdowns, and they're they're very funny and very insightful, actually, at the same time, and um, like two minutes long, it's awesome. It's it's really good content. Um, so free plug for John Boy Media on YouTube. Um, but like, it seems like Pete Alonso is like, just let us finish him off. Like, let us end this game. Let's just finish him off. Yeah. Uh, and so they, you know, and they did not. But if if they had, they could have just they wouldn't have suspended the game. They would have ended the game. It would have ended in eight innings and the Mets would have won. But the Mets yep. really wanted to play more game, more baseball. Because <laughs> after <laughs> after like four and a half or five innings, something like that, like after, I think it's after five innings, you, if if it gets it's rained official. out, it's an official game. Yep. So the Mets, <laughs> I, I think Pete Alonso single-handedly lost that game for the Mets by having them continue the game. And so a big part of this is like, I... I think this was during one of the Blues games, if I'm not mistaken. This might have been during game six. I believe that's correct. And literally, like I, all I know is I woke up the next day and there was, there was baseball. That was all that was happening. And uh, no, actually, uh, well, two things. I think it was actually game seven. I, I don't know. Um, but essentially, I didn't really watch the first like that up until the ninth inning, because the ninth inning was the next day. <laughs> yeah, and so I was literally sitting there, and I don't really know what happened. But all I know is I was sitting there, and it was just like game was suspended, and I went into the subreddit, and everybody's like, "We don't know what's going on." But I remember going on to Twitter to try to figure it out, and it was like big downpour of rain and all of it was like Derek Gould and all those guys on the, on the beat were tweeting out videos of Mets ground crew trying to like run diamond dry out and just get on field as it was downpouring rain. Uh, by the way, and, it, was, it, was the, it was the day after game seven of the blue series game seven was the night we lost uh, heartily to the Marlins. So okay. you were probably just drunk uh, out of excitement. No, that's <laughs> probably, probably I was not even paying attention. I was just like, let's go out, let's drink, let's celebrate. Um, but no joke, like, that's the only thing I remember from it is that it was all of a sudden downpouring rain and game suspended and they had tied it up. And then the next day they go out and it was a 30-minute baseball game. <laughs> yeah. and, and not only was it a 30-minute baseball game, it was a 30-minute baseball game with extra innings. <laughs> right, just like right. Came out of nowhere, and Cause, yeah, because because they had to, they had to. What was it? They had to because res- I think they finished out the top of the ninth and had to resume in the bottom of the ninth on a, of a yep. tie ball game, and then in the top of the ninth, uh, Paul DeYoung hit a solo home run because Paul DeYoung is the new Chipper Jones, I guess. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah. It was, it was so after eight and a half innings, it was right after the eighth. Bader had drove in the tying run. And yeah, he, then they then they suspend it. So it's like literally as soon as as soon as they tied it, then they suspend it. <laughs> so which, oh yeah, that's right. Because because Bader drove in the run and then got thrown out trying to stretch it to a triple or something like that. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, wow. Yeah. That was. And so it's like, 
and then that's when it was suspended. So I believe you when you say like Pete Alonso just lost the game because he was trying to finish it off. And then the rain just came in. They, because no, because because tar, tarpon. Be, because the umpires and the grounds crew were like, we need to stop this game. Like they were going to put the tarp on. They're, I think they were going to suspend it for a little bit, and then probably continue the game at the end of the night or whatever. And Pete Alonso's like, no, just let us win. Just let us win. We're about to win. Let's let us win. We just got to get like two more outs, and we're going to win. And then those two outs, like Colton Wong hits a double, and like whatever, like and Bader, yeah, yeah Bader doubles Bader, him. Yeah, exactly. But Bader doubles him <laughs> and all that. Like so again, like, what you want man? Like, wrong call. <laughs> but like. If like it seemed like the Mets, the Mets players convinced the grounds crew and umpire to let them continue the game, and if they had not convinced them to let them continue the game, they would have just hung out at the stadium for a couple hours. The game would have been called as a four-two win for the Mets. <laughs> yeah, it would have been over. Actually, I I don't know because if there were if there were two outs in the top of the eighth, they would have forced them to come and get one more out. Because you I have to let, the other team has to have their full inning. That doesn't guarantee anything. No, 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 no. The home team has to have their full inning. Oh, uh, so we well, if so, they're winning though, they would just call it a win, right? Yeah, yeah. If 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 the Cardinals like once the Cardinals tied it up, they can't call it a game. But right. if if they had ended it with like I don't know, I don't remember if it was one out in the ninth or no outs in the ninth or whatever. If they'd ended it there, they can revert back to the 4-2 score or whatever. Like, like they can't, I, I think they can't take runs away, but they can call the game. I don't forget exactly how the, it works now. Um, but uh, that's essentially from, from the way I understand the situation. Um, and this is not, I didn't see anybody tweet about this. So it's very possible that I'm wrong because <laughs> <laughs> I feel like somebody else would have said it if I wasn't wrong. But it seems to me, uh, from, from the way I understand it, the Mets would have won four to two if they had just suspended the game and called it that. You're you're probably right. Um, so <laughs> I don't know if you th- this again. This is going to divide the room. Here we go. Hold so on. Just, just okay, the here, same here, here. way. I, I, I have the rule up real quick. So um, okay. if the rain, if a game is considered regulation, if four and a half innings have been played and the home team is leading, or if five innings have been played, if a rainout pre- prevents the completion of a game that has become a regulation game, the result stands and the remaining portion of the game is not played. So as long as the Mets were leading, they would have won. Right, because they were leading. Okay. So if, right. if a game is regulation, they would have scored tied, or if the visiting team has taken a lead in his last half inning, and the home team's not had a chance. So if the Cardinals took the lead, if it was 5-4 to four in the top of the ninth, and then the Mets would get to play their half inning. Um, so okay, so, my, so my, my point was like kind of, I guess, convoluted, and that's probably my own fault. Um, but the, my thing is, if they were leading... And there was so the Mets were leading and it was four to three or whatever. And there were two outs and it was four to three. The Mets would have had to come out and get one out to make it the, the, that, that half inning complete. I don't think so. No, they don't have, they don't have to, they don't have to complete that, that half inning. If it was four to once it was once it's four to four, then they have to complete that half inning. But if it was still four to three and the rain ended the game, then that's it. The the Mets win. Okay. Yeah. I believe you. Um, (laughs) I believe you. It's fine with me. They won. Doesn't matter to me. (laughs) Um, So back to my, this might divide the room again. Uh, I don't know what your feelings are on like the whole Barstool sports thing. Uh, It goes very polar opposites, regardless of who you talk to, I think. Um, 
but one of the barstool, uh, I guess personalities is what you want to call them, uh, tweeted at Pete Alonzo because Pete Alonzo had been on their podcast earlier in the week. Uh, and it was like, it was right after the Mets had lost that suspended game. And it was like, and basically I just said, I can't explain how mad I am at Pete Alonzo for this because it's his fault that this was suspended and that the Cardinals won and all this. Yeah. So did, did you, did you, did you get a chance to watch like that last inning or like the last anything about that? No, so, no. so, so yeah, I, I would, I would recommend at least trying to watch that or, or at least that John boy media like breakdown. Cause it's a two minute breakdown and it's like, but it's like, it's very clear that Pete Alonso like, just let us finish the game. Just let us finish the game. <laughs> and like, again, I'm like, it seems to me that because I forgot about this until like right now while we were talking, the, the way the rule works, that if they had not finished the game, the Mets would have won. And Pete Alonso single handedly lost that game for the Mets by making the making the umps and grounds crew let them continue. And all they did is gift them a win. <laughs> and here we go, boys. <laughs> oh, what a fool. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's so so funny. I, I like I because <laughs> I mean I, like I he's not necessarily wrong because I think the his I I get how the concern is. Okay, maybe we're gonna we're gonna stay here for another like three hours while it continues to rain, and you know then we'll resume the game. Just let us get the three outs now, and yeah. then we don't have to. We can let go to bed tonight. We can go uh, home. Yeah, yeah. But instead. <laughs> The Cardinals tied the game. They still had to wait for a couple hours for them to finally call the game and then play the finish the game out the next day and oh, lose. Awesome. <laughs> yep. uh, so uh, I think I think yes. So that is uh, hilarious. Oh, and it was fantastic. It was the most fun. Poor, poor, poor Pete Alonzo. He seems like a perfectly yeah. fine person. Um, the one thing I want to talk about with this uh with this Mets series, which we, you know, we discussed a little bit already is that uh, the Cardinals came back from deficits in, I think every single game, um, which is something that while the Cardinals were quite bad for the month of May, they were not doing like crawling back from deficits and not even like, it wasn't necessarily a big deficit. The Cardinals would have like, they'd have a, this is what would happen. They would get a lead. They'd lose the lead and they'd get the lead back. And what seemed like was happening a lot in May was the Cardinals would jump to a lead, give up a lead, and that's it. They'd give up the lead and they'd lose. Um, but even in the the one loss in this Mets series, the Cardinals were down like eight to two, and they clawed back like five runs. You know, so they ended up it ended up a seven to eight loss, and it could have it was almost a, like it was all, they almost tied that game too in the ninth. Um, so that I think was was very encouraging to see. Was you know even. You know, the Mets, not a great team. Um, you know, every team has their ups and downs, but the Mets have, have not been a, a particularly great team this year. Um, yeah. But when, like, it just seemed like the Cardinals were, were unable to to crawl back a lead last week, last month, and to see them give up leads, but still able to get them back in, again, every mm-hmm. single game in the series, besides the loss, which still was an 8-7 to seven loss that was... I remember, I think it was a 6-0 game when I first saw it. I was like, oh, well, whatever. This isn't yeah. going to be anything. Well, even that, even the loss was they, the tying runs thrown out at the plate. 
Yeah, oh, that's right. That's what it was. Yeah, it was. Flaherty, uh, yeah, out, I, yeah, it was. It was uh, Flaherty uh, pinch he running for tripped around third he base. Around third, it was, he he almost scored. He just tripped around third. Like, um, so like that was that was another one that like legitimately they almost tied it, and Flaherty made the last out at home trip uh, like stumbling around third base because he's not a base runner. <laughs> but uh, they, I guess, uh, I, I I don't know who was already burnt or what. Oh, um, the the only bench player left was Weeters. And- Weeters. Who was, was about to running. catch? Yeah, he was pinch running for for Yachty. Right, right, right. Yeah, so it was like they're you're gonna let Yachty run, <laughs> right? No, exactly. Although, <laughs> you, know, you know what? It might have even been better. I like. And, well, in in yeah. retrospect, Yachty doesn't get far enough for them to wave him around third, and then he's held and at third and maybe get a chance to win. I don't yeah. know. But that's yeah, yeah, yeah. That's hindsight's twenty. You're right. No, hindsight's twenty twenty. Absolutely. And like, yeah, maybe maybe you don't run Flaherty. Maybe you run somebody else instead. Like whatever. Um, you know, the, 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 I, th- I think it was a, probably the right decision in the moment. Um, and, and again, Flaherty just happens to stumble around third. He, it would have been a much closer play at the plate had he not lost his footing, you know? So. Yeah, and the other thing too is, and it's one of those things that I don't, I don't know what he was trying to do, but if you go back and watch Flaherty as he's running, he's turned around and he's trying to look from he's running at third base and his head's turned around yeah. trying to watch the play. And that's like base running one one is if you can see the play easily, then it, you're your own base coach. And if you're, First, and if you, that, and if you can't, then you, you watch the base coach. Yeah. Pitchers, uh, pitchers don't do a lot of base running one one <laughs> but, he, but, he's, but he's also, he's a major league baseball player. Right? No, for sure. For sure. But like, that, knows, that's, like that's, the, that's the kind of bonehead, school. that's the kind of boneheaded mistake that a pitcher pinch running makes, right? Like it's the kind of yes. boneheaded mistake that you, you don't expect to be made by, you know, Colton Wong or Harrison Bader, but Jack Flaherty like doesn't get on base that often. You know, he's not, he's just thinking about trying to like, can I make it? Can I make it? And not thinking, but, Oh, right. I uh, have, I um, guess I, I guess then next time we're gonna pinch run a different pitcher. <laughs> sure. Or or Jack Flaherty's gonna like you know, the first base coach is gonna be like, listen, Jack, listen, just watch the base coach. Do not watch the just play. Run as fast <laughs> as you can. That's all you yeah. have to do. Run, run as fast as you can, can until uh oh someone God. tells you to stop. Yeah, like, that's it. That's all you have to exactly. do. Um but that that that's me that I mean, and this is just me being like every trying to lead every step back to why like why it happened it was literally just because well he's he he got sent because that was that was their shot to tie it and but he was getting sent because uh you know they yeah their base coach thinks he's gonna be coming around and he's gonna be right looking that way and then he's looking that way because he's he's not priorities not there there's all these different things that you can keep like feeding back into yourself i, I feel not. really bad because i always forget pop warner i always forget who the cardinals third base coach is because it's not Jose can do anymore yeah <laughs> I, I i did too i was like i was for the name yeah yeah pop pop warner uh like clearly like waving him around because he's because he thinks he's gonna make it around third and again like if he if he didn't stumble that either would have been a close play at the plate or he, like it could have been a run and maybe it would have been a close play, but Honestly, it, ended up, think, it ended up being a, you know, a very easy tag out for the I last think, out. I think if, even if he comes around the base cleanly, all it does is just put, I don't think it's, I still think a perfect throw. He's out by a mile. Um, I, th- I think, I think it's a close play because it puts pressure on the defense. With with him stumbling that, yeah, around, that, there's no pressure it. on the defense. That's the point I was going to make. Is that yeah. I think that just him being a little bit 
Yeah, sorry. I know I took the words out of your mouth because I heard you about to say it. I'm like, oh, I'm going to steal that point. It's a good point. But it's just, I think that's what caused it. And so I think if he would have gotten around the base cleanly, then maybe it's a different play. But I mean, I think think that's what Warner's thinking too, right? Like he makes it around the base, it puts pressure on the defense to make a bad throw. Instead, he doesn't make it around the base. It doesn't put pressure on the defense. They make a pretty good throw and he tags him out by a mile. There are a lot of people who on Twitter and Reddit and all that said, oh, that's on Pop Warner. Mm -hmm. I was like, I think that's the right decision. Like, if you're if you're coming down hard and they make make a perfect throw, like you tip your hat, you say good game, like, yeah, that's fine. But if you but if they don't make a perfect throw, you got a really good shot to be tied up and on 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 extras. I, I don't remember off the top of my head. Do you remember who was at bat? Uh, I think it was. I want to say. Ugh, no, I don't. I want to say Goldschmidt. Okay, well that's that's because then because that's a little tougher to justify if it was. No, because if it was if it was pinch running for Yachty, Yachty's in like oh, was it was Goldschmidt was Goldschmidt pinch hitting? Is that Goldie's day off? It. I think it was Goldie's day off. Okay, that makes sense. Um, because I was gonna say I, like I could be so wrong, and we're gonna get called out for it. But but even even I could then, be if, so if, wrong. even then, if it's if it's the um if it's the ninth place hitter, then you have Carpenter coming up. Oh no, hold on. Hold on, I, I'm trying to go back to this uh, box score. <laughs> box score, yeah. Was it? Oh, it was, it was uh, game 69. Um, nice. Let's see. Uh, oh, Goldie had come back in. It was his day off, but he had, Harrison Bader had been taken out for Giovanni Gallegos. So Goldschmidt was hitting. And then it was the pitcher spot up next. Okay. Then, like, the best you're going to do is pull out Brebia and pinch hit with Weeders with a runner on third, maybe. Yeah. I mean... It's tough. It's a, it's a tough it's a tough situation like because especially when you're down to your last out and then like would you rather rest it on Goldschmidt got the hit let's try to get the runner home or would you rather rest it on let's hope Matt Weeters gets a hit you know <laughs> well yeah no and like it's a tough I, call it's a tough call that's that's kind of where like I I would have sent him too um, make him make the throw but yeah. the hindsight twenty twenty leads you right back yeah so. like you 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 can't yeah, it's that, that that that's it's just a really tough call t- to make, and I think I think I agree. Like, you gotta send him because I you have this hit in hand, and your other option is hopefully Matt Weeders gets a hit or John Brebia, who does have yeah. a hit. <laughs> uh, exactly. John Brebia, John Brebia of the uh, the two thousand OPS. <laughs> Hell yeah! Hell yeah! <laughs> um, <laughs> Silver Slugger John Brebia. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. That's, that's, that's a tough one, but come out of the series with uh, three wins and a close loss. And like I said, like to claw back every game, um, and, and like, that's, that's just, that's something that winning teams do that the, uh, May Cardinals were not doing. Um, no. by the way, uh, uh, the Ponce start, they didn't have to claw back. It was, nah. they were down one run and they ended up. Uh, getting that run back and then winning nine to five, but the other games like you know uh, the um, the first game which they clawed back, and then also the uh, the getaway game which they clawed back, and the game that we lost, the game the Cardinals lost, which were also clawed back. You know, and yep. ended up being a loss, but it was it was a steep hill to climb. <laughs> um, uh, they kept kicking, so yeah. So that I I think that's that's a lot of positive that I see that we didn't see in the the six weeks prior as much yeah i agree with you um uh, go ahead. 
Uh, I was going to say, was there anything else you want to say about the Mets series? Nope. Okay, so uh, uh, we're going to do a, a series preview for this upcoming series, which is uh, another series with the Marlins at Bush Stadium. Uh, but first, we, like I said, it's Monday night as a recording, so um, we did have the first game of the series already played, uh, the four-game series against the Marlins. Uh, Miles Michaelis started this one as well. And uh, uh, one, one five to nothing. Uh, how many innings did Michaelis pitch? I was not prepared as much as it should have been. It looks like like six. I, I think it was six. six. I think it was six even. Yeah, six six innings, no runs, um, on no hits. No, sorry, eight hits. Eight hits total. The the total yeah, full game was no eight hits. hits. <laughs> yeah, my built Michael Miles Michaelis out with a no hitter. Uh, in the middle of the game. So I was looking at the wrong part of the box store. And I was like, that makes no sense. Let me reread that. <laughs> uh, Michaelis was, uh, yeah, six innings, no runs on six hits. And then uh, Gallegos, one hit, Gant, one hit, and Hicks with a clean ninth inning. Um, but the Cardinals had already put it out of reach, so no save for Jordan Hicks. Uh... Yeah, so this was the polar opposite of what we were saying. Maybe Miles Michaels has figured out a little bit, but he only had four strikeouts in the six innings, and it is the Marlins who are, once again, not a very good team. So I, I, like, I'd want to see Michaelis' next start against a better team before I say, hey, Miles Michaelis is back. But this is the only game he's had, the second game he's had this year, um, where he, he didn't give up any runs. So... Uh, that's, I guess, a little encouraging. Yeah, I, like I said, I, I, I think I've kind of beaten my miles, my point to the death here. Sure, um, sure. No, yeah, yeah. Much to the, much to the, the, uh, expectation of a true, uh, our Cardinals Redditor. Um, did, did Miles Michaelis this, also go to ASU? I'm going to meet, I'm going to beat this horse <laughs> straight into the ground. Um, uh, it's got to be a pony. Pony. Talk about our Cardinals. Rest in peace, Otter. Um, <laughs> Wait, hold on. Um, but essentially, I like I said, I I think he's going to have these starts, and with a team like the Marlins, throw strikes, and you'll be all right. Like, but may, so, let them get themselves out because your stuff is good. And so my my concern yeah. is is with the team like the Marlins throwing strikes to still only get four strikeouts in six innings. Oh, that's- Okay, so that kind of leads to my point, though. It's not throw strikes and strike them out. It's throw strikes. Why would you waste waste your arm? Like, give them something to hit and let them get themselves out. And it's one of those things that your stuff. If your stuff is good, you can throw us. You can throw strikes and get outs at the same time. You get outs quickly. Right. Um, and that's honestly for if you want to go back to the Arizona State thing. Like that's how. Mike Leak makes his money. See, he has stuff, and his stuff is good enough to get outs. But then the league figures him out, and they know, okay, this is what the, this is what pitch we're going to see, and they All can right, lay so, off of it. And if it's there, they can smash it. Nice saying that, but then I'll, again, in six innings, Miles Michaels threw ninety nine pitches, um, so it's not really that efficient either. No, not at all. It's not so, efficient, but so, so like to, to, I don't know to be inefficient and also not get strikeouts. Like six hits, four strikeouts in six innings uh, in ninety nine pitches. It just it's I don't know. It, it doesn't scream 
I mean, no walks. No walks no. thrown by and, any and Cardinals pitcher. And maybe this so. is a little bit of backpedaling on my part, but it's there. I think there's, I think a big part of it is throwing strikes is like you, you're going to miss because you're trying sure. to throw your pitch. You're not throwing it down the middle and just saying, hit, hit this curveball, hit this slider. It's all right. Hit. I'm going to, I know I can get this pitch called a strike and it's off the zone, especially when you have Yadier and Merlina behind the plate, you can throw that pitch and you can get a close strike. And once you can repeat that, even if it's a hittable pitch, you can repeat it over and over and over and say, all right, hit that pitch. When you hit that pitch, then we'll, then we'll move on to the next thing. Then we'll move on to the rest of the, the, the repertoire. And I think that's when you have a night like tonight from Michaelis where it is, you know, five, nothing. Um, it's five, nothing, but it's also, you have 99 pitches. It's not so much nibbling, but it's, it's knowing what you can get. It's knowing the, the pitch that can be called a strike and going after it and making sure that that first pitch strike is there. That, and I haven't, so, I haven't looked at so the I'll, stats. I'll like, say this. I'm going to, I'm going to try, I'm, 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 I'm not looking at first pitch strikes or anything. And I assume I'm going to harp on Michaelis a lot less in the future, but we'll see. Depends on how bad he is. Yeah. Um, but um, uh, he threw 99 pitches, 68 for strikes. The opposing pitcher who lost through 101 pitches, 78 for strikes, uh, Eliezer Hernandez. Um, he gave up five hits to Michaelis' six, got six strikeouts to Michaelis' four. He also did give up uh, two runs, one earned. Um, two home runs. No, one home run. He gave up one home run. The, uh, oh, the other one. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, he gave up the one uh, Matt, Matt Carpenter home run, um, who, again, Matt Carpenter should be good. He also gave up the Matt Carpenter double that led to the uh, unearned run, which was off the error um, that let the young make uh, reach base. Um, beautiful double. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh yeah, that's right. The bunt double. I forgot that was the bunt double, <laughs> uh, which, uh, which really not his fault. Like that's, you really can't call him out for giving up that double when Just doing what he can. He, like it's not he's not the one who's who told the defense to not be at third base you know the home run 100 percent the pitcher's fault you really, i mean and also matt carpenter who's a hitter um but uh so you really can't fault him for the unearned run at all because one was on the bunt double completely on the shift and the other was on the um one of the hits was that and the other hit was the error that's how Matt Carpenter reached, like, got home. So, really, it's just the the home run, which was one of the five hits and six strikeouts. Yep. Aside from the run given up, he had a better game than Miles Michaelis. You know, yeah. And, I don't know. It's and you could you could say the same thing about the the Hudson game too against the Mets. I forget who started for the. The Cardinals that game, but they were out hit ten to. Th- yeah, yeah, yeah. All it was, right. was yep. two home runs. It was D both Pauls. It was DeYoung and Goldschmidt. DeYoung and Goldschmidt, yeah. And like that was that was all they had. That's all they had to show for. Got them four runs, and that's all that matters. Right, right, so. yeah, and 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 yeah. To be, I mean, yeah. To be fair, like sometimes you do get those where you get out hit, but you get the home runs in the right spots. Mm-hmm. Um, but and uh, you know the the Cardinals and the Mets both had eight hits today. And the Cardinals won five to nothing, but I, I, I don't. It's just, it's just, 
And then that's one of those, you know, tough losses for uh, Eliezer Hernandez, who threw a really good game, you know? Yeah. <laughs> he gave up that home run, but uh, otherwise, he had a really solid outing <laughs> that was just screwed up by his defense. Yeah, and that I mean, that's and then part also of it. the relievers, <laughs> Wei Yin Chen, who gave up two runs in one inning, and um, something Bryce, Austin Bryce, Austin Bryce, who gave up uh, another run in one inning, but and, that, and like that's gonna be like unfortunately like you hate to say it for you know poor Jeets, but like that's gonna be the way it goes. Like you may have these guys that are good talent, but like they're gonna have to take their their licks and they're to find a way to win ball games. And <laughs> what's what's funny is the guy who screwed up the play was Starlin Castro, who's yeah, not fuck bad. Him. <laughs> fuck him though. <laughs> I like Starlin the Marlin much better than uh, Starlin Cubstro. <laughs> I don't I don't like him at all, no matter what. Um, <laughs> uh, but like uh, I think whatever, I think he's I'm sure he's a perfectly nice human. Uh but I he's one of those people uh that I just he he and it since from his time with the Cubs that he just kind of like rubs me the wrong way. Yeah, and it's just the same. It's the same thing with like Chris Bryant. Like Chris Bryant could go to any other team in the world now, and I'd just be like, "Fuck Chris Bryant." I I, I, I don't know about him. Bryant, but that's how I feel about Anthony Rizzo. Oh my god, the worst. I I'm opposite. So I really? with Rizzo, I think I'd like him more if he wasn't a Cub. No, Brian. I think I'd like more if he wasn't. Brian. I think I'd like more if he wasn't a Cub. Rizzo would still be uh, would still be sliding dirty and standing over home plate. <laughs> like those Brian, those things don't go away. I, I guess I'm thinking more like personality wise because Brian's just been. Yeah, I, he's just that he has no personality. He's got nothing. At least at least Rizzo's got something. Like Rizzo, Rizzo is closer to uh, Votto for me than he is to Brian. Um, the, 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 the Cubs have this thing that YouTube keeps recommending me, um, which like it's uh, ball player versus Bay, which is a, not a great name. I think I forgot. I had come up with a good idea for it, but anyway, um, but it's, it's basically, it's like uh, the wives or something versus yeah it's, it's the wives slash girlfriends versus the teammate. So it's like, who knows Chris Bryant better, Chris Bryant's wife or Anthony Rizzo, who knows, uh, Albert Almora better, Albert Almora's wife or Kyle Schwarber. Yeah. And I have not watched any of them because I don't want to like watch them and be like, mm, you want to give them the these clip. guys are endearing. <laughs> this is bad. I don't want to, I can't let that happen. Can't let the Cubs be endearing, but like, it's a really, it's a really good concept and I'm sure it's really endearing and I can't watch yeah. it. Not happening. <laughs> you just don't want, you just don't want them. You don't want to let yourself like them. <laughs> it's, it's a, that's what happens. Like, cause I'll be like, you know, living in Chicago, like the Cubs will be on the news with stuff and it's like, Oh, like Anthony Rizzo just like donate a bunch of money to like whatever. It's like, oh, that's cool, but yeah. like, he's still dirty. Like, that's the that's why I can get over Rizzo doing nice things because like he'll do hard slides into Austin Hedges, and I'm like, mm, yeah, that's not okay. Um, <laughs> blame I blame you. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, no, um, it's like um, it's it's like the the James Holzhauer Jeopardy run, which everybody was fascinated by, and everybody was like, yeah. oh, James Holzhauer the best. Um, and it was like me and my one friend, uh, Jose, who were like, I fucking hate this dude. <laughs> I cannot stand him. <laughs> um, oh, man. No, I, th- that's, I, and we've gotten way off track. That's true. Talking about. But the, for me, like, that's kind of like, I think Miles is going to be all right. <laughs> I think Flaherty is going to be all right. And then we got to figure out something with 
I mean, Wainwright's not going to be here forever. He's injured, so it'd be interesting there. This is this is this is Wainwright's last year of his contract, right? It's almost certainly the last year of his, unless like he puts together a really good season and comes back next year, maybe one more time. Although I'm sure a lot of people would be very much against that. <laughs> um, you know, well, maybe was a believer or something him. like that. People were against him coming back this year. Sure, um, but this this year, like this was he was still under contract this year, so that's that's. Yeah. That's a tougher like. But it was like, like it was two billion bucks. So it was just like yeah, give him oh, two million dollars to on the lead. Yeah, but like you, you don't want to like because the other thing is you don't, you don't you don't you don't want to be like all right, I'm gonna buy you out of your contract and then like maybe watch him walk it to the Braves or something like that. You know, like I'd rather I'd rather Adam Wainwright retire on his terms and like you know just be a Cardinal and be done with it. Um, and the two million bucks only like that just did that kick in because like he missed a season to injury or something like that. I forget exactly how it works. Uh, or no, he resigned. he resigned. He resigned. He resigned. No, you're right. He resigned a contract. Um, all right, then it's a little questionable. But yeah, maybe if, if he puts it together well this year, which he's he's been a solid innings eater, you know, which is not a bad thing to have. It's just the issue is that the rest of the rotation has not been very good. So you can't have you can't hide him at the back end of your rotation when Michaelis has been bad and Flaherty's been not great and. Hudson has actually been the best and Waka has been not good. And, you know, so the like it's too. uh, his contract was, uh, like statistic based. So, uh, 2 million was like as much as it could be. So his game started is 500. So if he made five, basically if he was one through five starts, it was $500,000. 10 through 15 was 1 million. 20 is 1.5 and then 25 to 30 he gets two million dollars no and if it, no no the the, the base is two million the, and then it can, the okay. base is two million that's the bonus so it can it can max out at like four million or so ah whatever that's fine with me then um or maybe a little bit more or something like that no no uh, it can max out at he's got relief appearances too as a bonus yeah it, whatever but yeah it, it's it's two million base and then some bonuses which is fine like that i i'm fine with that two million is not a lot of money a one-year contract's not that bad and give him bonuses for starts because that works out because then he can get more money. And if he's starting, that means he's like, if he's, if he's pitching, that means he's pitching, you know, that's a good thing. So that's fine. Like I I'm, I'm fine with the structure of the contract. I'm fine with everything about it. Um, and then same thing. If he, if he, if he decides he can come back next year, we'll figure it out. But um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's again, like if, okay. if, if Flaherty was the same as he was last year, if Michaels was the same as he was last year, if Waka was the same as he was last year, you know, then you have Adam Wainwright hiding in the back end of the rotation. Um, but with Flaherty pitching poorly, Michaelis pitching poorly, Waka pitching poorly, now you're depending on Adam Wainwright to win games instead of, you know, depending on Adam Wainwright to eat innings and maybe win a couple games here and there. So yeah, it's, but I think that's kind of where we're at. Right. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. Kind of where we're at. That, 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 that is where we're at. And that's what's, yeah. that's what's tough about it. Like nobody, I don't think anybody would be, I mean, people would still be decrying it, but it'd be less of decrying it if everybody else didn't suck, you know, yeah. <laughs> because the rotation has been bad. Now you're banking on a 37 year old Adam Wainwright, who you really shouldn't be banking on <laughs> to, to be yeah. winning you lots of games, you know? So yeah. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Um, the, the nice thing is that he, is not injured. I mean, whatever he had, he has a small injury. It's a hamstring injury, which came from base running. Um, you know, he doesn't have like a, a huge bad injury yet. And, uh, and you know, he's, he's been eating innings, which is 
what you want, I mean, to do. which is what you want from a fifth starter, which is what Adam Wainwright really should be for this team. Plus Martinez, like <laughs> not even, not even talking about Carlos Martinez, who, um, you know, is in the bullpen now instead of in the rotation, which is where he should be once he is fully ready to be. Um, and Alex Reyes, who also is, you know, working his way back from injury. Like that's just a lot of guys who <laughs> are are not on the team who should be on the team, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. And I, I think that's kind of the thing here is that like they've had to deal with that a lot. Um, yeah. But uh, it's, it's just that everybody's yeah. everybody's slumping at the same time, and especially it's during mid well, the month of May. The entire yeah, when you when you look at nine and eighteen, it becomes a very hard thing for them to right. Talk but about like it's it's just it's the rotations all slumping at the same time and have been all year, and the 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 you know offense has been streaky, and they were not streaking very well in in may and they were doing a lot better in april and are doing a little bit better but even in april the rotation was bad and the offense was good and in may the rotation was bad and the offense was bad and in june the rotation is bad and the offense has been a little better but the rotation has been consistently bad pretty much all year except again like dakota hudson out of the 355 era flaherty's turning it around and wayno's had a couple good starts but like you know you're, you're talking about Michaelis, who you're expecting to have, maybe not a sub three ERA, but at least around three. Flaherty, who same thing, you're expecting to have an around three ERA. You know, Wainwright, you're expecting to eat innings, that's fine. But Waka, you're expecting to, you know, maybe have like a three five four ERA instead of a six six ERA. You know, yeah. And Hudson again, who has been good. So, um, I so I guess I guess moving on because that's all gonna play itself out as we go. You're right, moving you're right. on to look the, if, if we're gonna if we're gonna be question if we're gonna Wayne be Cardinals right. pundits, um, we yeah. gotta <laughs> the real uh, question. About so the real question about Wainwright is this weekend will he face Pujols? Um, hmm. I don't. So he could be he could be Friday or Saturday. Be, he could be activated by then. Yeah, the baseball um, reference says that. He will be away from until at least the end of June. Um, yeah. I just saw all I saw was on Twitter. Somebody had posed the question: Would it would it would it be Wainwright, Yachty, and Pujols, battery and hitter? That that would be very interesting. And you know, there's nobody announced yet. That would be around Wainwright's turn back in the rotation. Yep. Uh, uh, Saturday or Sunday, Friday yeah. Saturday. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Friday or Saturday. The the other the twenty second or the twenty third will be around Wainwright's turn back in the rotation because uh, Ponce is pitching on the nineteenth, so the twenty third would be right around where you'd slot Wainwright back in. So the the other the other caveat of this, if we want to go full St. Louis fanboy here, uh, because the uh, the Blues are in Vegas starting yesterday to uh, at least. Wednesday, uh, which is the the nineteenth, I believe. Yes, yep, the nineteenth. Sure. Um, the nineteenth is the NHL award, so they'll be in Vegas that entire night with the cup. Mm-hmm. The first potential appearance for the cup at Bush Stadium would be the twentieth, and that would be assuming they come back that day. That day, and immediately go to uh, Thursday Thursday night baseball game. 
But Which what's most likely they're... happening is they're going to bring it on the weekend. Yeah. They'll bring it 21st or 22nd. Probably 22nd and... or 23rd, I think. Saturday yeah. or Sunday. Yeah. Could, well, yeah, you could do Sunday night baseball for the 23rd. Um, mm. But mm-hmm. it, could be, it could be a full-fledged Yachty, Yachty, Wainwright, Battery, pool sitting with the cup in the building. Abby, I, 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 I don't. Make- I don't, <laughs> I don't think Wayno's going to pitch. I don't know if he is either, but I don't, I don't think he is. <laughs> I mean, so cool, but I would hope he's at least there, <laughs> you know, like, Oh no, he's going to be there. Yeah. Not like, he could go on like a, like a, like a quick rehab start, you know, but like, even then he is in the building, have him do the rehab start in Springfield and drive right back, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, but I think that'd yeah. be, that'd be quite the moment if, even if it's not Wayno pitching, having Pools and Yachty at the plate at the same time and the cups in the building, I think St. Louis is going nuts. Have David Backus show back up too? <laughs> well, he, can like, sit, just, he can sit in the like, press box just like just he did like, the rest of the series. Just like Yachty and Backus hanging out? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, yeah. Yachty, sorry. Uh, no, uh, Pools, Pools and Backus hanging out. Just like, hey, what's up, guys? That's How's it going? Yep. <laughs> good uh, one. Yeah. Um, I will say, uh, the, the Yadi Molina, Vlad Tarasenko bromance is the best. <laughs> I love it so much. Like I, I went back and watched the video of Tarasenko, like, uh, throwing the first pitch at Bush a couple years ago. And like, he met Wayno like there, like he threw the pitch to Wayno. I was like, Hey, like, nice to meet you. Like, yeah, whatever, whatever. But like, he was, he walked up wearing a Yadi jersey. Yadi's kids were wearing Vlad jerseys. Like, they, yeah. they were like, they're bros. And it's the Hell best. Yeah. It's so good. <laughs> oh. oh, the picture of the Yadi and Vlad t- uh, FaceTime. Perfect. Yeah. So I guess then the last, the, I, I, I guess the Angel series, there's not a lot to preview uh, unless you've got something. Uh, I mean, my from- trout. Mike Trout, Mike Trout, Mike Trout. <laughs> Mike, Mike Trout. I mean, Mike Trout will be there. Don't let the don't let Mr. Fishman hurt us. Um, but I think the I think the biggest thing to analyze, at least from a Cardinals perspective, is what the reception will be. And I think I, I mean, at least in the subreddit, so- it seems like there's been a little bit of a dissension. But I don't know how much of one there will be. Yeah, I guess I guess we'll see. It's I feel like it's been long enough. And Pujols has been bad enough for him to get a positive reception, a very positive reception. I, I honestly think the question, I think he's going to get a standing ovation the first at-bat of all three games. The question is, is he going to get a standing ovation every at-bat of all three games? That I, okay, so I, here's, I, I, think I, he'll get, I think he'll get a, I think at the first at-bat of every game he'll get the full yachty stand in front of the plate yeah standing out agree i think he will get a standing ovation for every at bat um it won't i don't know if like the next ones will be the whole crowd because i don't know if everyone's gonna notice and he will be up getting beer or something sure but i think i think there will be a audible ovation for every at bat um okay uh so here's here's the thing let's let's assume he plays first base all three games um do let's let's what what do you think his stat line is going to be in those three games let's just let's let's just throw out just random just throw out numbers how many how many 
That's what, 12 at-bats approximately? 12 plate appearances? What do you if think? You what assume, if you those? assume he gets all 12 at-bats, then let's, yeah, let's, let's, for him. let's just assume he's going he's gonna to get all 12. He's going to play all every inning of every game. Um, let's just let's just assume, yeah. Just just for just the assume. just for the sake of argument. Honestly, I I still think that he is a very good hitter. And I this don't is, this this is again the first time he's hitting at Bush since he left. I don't think the moment's too big for him though. I I, no, no, I, I, I don't I, know I, if that's where you're driving. Sorry, I, I'm driving the opposite direction. Do you think that's gonna boost him because of you know that's it's an environment that he's used to. It's nostalgia. Um, sometimes that helps players a lot. Is going if back nothing, to, like Jed uh, Jerko yeah. against the Padres. You know, uh, no, I. If anything else, I feel the opposite. Where I think that he, if nothing else, he'll be distracted by it. Um, but I think if he's I not just, distracted by it, I think he's very calm. I think he's. It's I don't, St. Louis. I don't he's, he's been back. He's not been back, but he he. He comes he back lives, to lives, that city. He yes, lives he lives in, but, he, but he hasn't. But it's Bush Stadium. That's a different. You know, that's he's he's won two World Series there. You know, right? And I I don't disagree, but I think he's I think he's a very good hitter. And I think he can put that out of the way. And I think again, I, again, I, I, I'm I'm I, I again, I'm saying the opposite. I think I, he, no, no, no. I I but I'm I'm saying the opposite almost that I think <laughs> him being comfortable and calm there is what causes him to hit well rather than him being like pumped up to be like, let me show you St. Louis. No, I think it's more like I've done this a million times. Okay. Like, I think, I think we're agreeing right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah like, we are, we are, but we're, but it's, it's from perspectives. We're agreeing on what's going to happen. <laughs> and that's going to, he's going to hit the fucking cover off the ball. And, but it's going to be, I, so, you so, think it's because he's going to be pumped up and I'm like, no, nah, I think he's just be comfortable. I don't, I don't know. I don't know about pumped up necessarily, but yes, essentially. So okay. So you, you what, what? What are your numbers? Twelve at bats. Let's assume twelve plate appearances. Ah, uh, that's a tough one because I don't want to say he's going to hit like three hundred or anything, but uh, also at the same I mean, time, like I, I'll, I'll say he gets four hits. Uh, home runs, doubles, anything. Uh, so here's, here's my thing here in, this is going to make this whole thing full circle really for the 2011 conversation we had earlier. I remember one of my most distinct memories of Pujols, uh, was in game, game six. Three? Oh, game six. Okay. Game six, the top, of the ninth. And I don't think Pujols was leading off. I think it might've been Craig was leading off, but at some point it was bases empty and Pujols was up. And all I remember thinking in my head and yelling at my television screen was, if you want that much money, this is where you earn it. This is where you, this is where you get a hit. And then he promptly like hit a double on the left center gap. I first pitch is bang left center off you go. Um, And I remember in game seven, same thing. First at bat, like you're, you're going to hold this over our head, man. Like you're, you want your money. Go win a world series. And then first, yeah, I, I think it was first pitch on game seven, too. It's just bang, left center gap. Like, 
let's roll. Honestly, yeah. in my recollection, every single time they pitched to Albert Pujols uh, after game three was a walk. So <laughs> that's not true, though. I promise. I know, you. I know, it's I know, I know. I just, it's just, it's just felt like they were, they were walking him every. Just, he had so many yeah. intentional walks that series because they were I like, know, mm, I know for a not pitch this guy. <laughs> I know game six, bottom of the ninth, first pitch. I. You you look it up so that way you know I didn't look it up. I'm a hundred percent certain that it was first pitch, game six, bottom of the ninth, and it was double the left center. I, I definitely believe you. It just feels like that seems like the worst time to pitch to Albert Pujols when you've been walking him all season. There's nobody on, and there's nobody on. You had two run lead. Still, <laughs> Wait, why are you walking? The, why are you walking? Possibly the game time round of the plate. Because it's Albert Pujols. Like it's the same reason that we should have been walking David Ortiz in every if, single at bat of the 2013. But if he hits one off the arch, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's then, then then you're left with a one run lead with a Lance Berkman coming up. By the way, yes, you were you're definitely right. It's double to center field line drive, uh, first pitch. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and then Berkman walked and freeze hit a triple. Like, you know, that's <laughs> But that that's my point. Is like if if Pujols walks up and hits a home run off the arch, and then Berkman and Freeze do the exact same thing, nothing changes. Sure, but, but if you if you pitch to pools, maybe he's a little amped up. Maybe he pops one up, and all of a sudden that that triple becomes now it's a one run lead. I'm just saying I I understand why everyone will say like, you should never let Albert Pujols beat you, and I would be the first person to agree. And in the moment, I would probably do the same thing. But in that I, moment, I, that is that is the right decision. No, I, I feel you. I understand. I understand what you're saying. It's just like, again, like I'm just having PTSD flashbacks <laughs> of David Ortiz absolutely winning the 2013 World Series single-handedly and Mike Matheny saying, no, let's pitch. Let's pitch to him. Let's middle, middle fastball? Him. Middle, middle yeah. fastball? That sounds good, right? Yeah. Well, I don't remember those situations as vividly as I do that one, so I don't know. But... Uh, I, so I can't argue those, but <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying, uh, like it, it was, it was constant. Like, please, please don't, please don't, don't put him on. Please don't just put him on. Yeah. Just don't, don't let him hit. Don't let it's, it was a monster. David Ortiz was a monster. That's yeah, no, there. And I, I agree with you. We should never pitch, but that in that moment with Pujols, I was the, I was the opposite. I was, I was, that's what I'm saying. You, I, I was you were saying, like, you were yeah. saying, please pitch to him because he's gonna earn it. He's gonna hit a double. <laughs> he's gonna hit a double. <laughs> and Ron Washington's like, yes, we're gonna pitch to him. Like that's what I'm saying. Uh, like, <laughs> I guess, I guess that's a fair point. So <laughs> I don't know, but I think, I think that's, I think, and it's one of those things too. It's gonna be, it's gonna overlay the entire series, and I think people at the end of the day, I think looking back at the end of the season. You'll, I think people will remember the storyline of the series more than they remember the results. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to hold you. I need a prediction. You gotta <laughs> of of what he's gonna hit or the prediction of the series. No, how how just just Albert Pujols is gonna do this series. Oh, I I think I think he'll get three hits. I think he'll, and if he doesn't get three hits, he'll be on base three times. I think you said four initial, but no, like I originally no, said no, four. Fine, no right. home runs, no 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 extra base hits, all singles. Uh, all right. If we if we really have, really want to get specific, I think he'll walk it. Um, so if we let's say he gets on base four times, one's a walk, at least one's a walk, 
and he'll 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 he'll, he'll at least hit a double. Okay. All right. And I'm, the, rest, I'm... The, the other two, I don't know. There is, there is, uh, again, it's because there's, there's zero repercussions. It's not like he, I know. You're, you're putting money on this. I'm going to say, I'm going to say he's going to go, uh, five for 11 with a walk and, uh, two home five runs. for 11. Five for, he's going to, I think he's, I think he's going to like blow up for the, for those three games, uh, at Bush I, Stadium I in front know. of, in front of what's essentially a home crowd for him. You know, like this is, this I is a, see, I think I, I, I disagree in the fact that I don't, play any better than he has and so I, that's why i went back to three i think like i don't, I don't I feel, like, i'm sure he's i'm sure he's had three game stretches where he's hit that well you know like that's that's not Let's, i want to see the game log <laughs> are, we, are we gonna really do this yeah uh, whether or not albert pools is uh potential to play out of his mind uh let's see here we go here's uh two games at minnesota and then one against kansas city where he hit uh, six for 12 with a walk. No home runs, though. That's, that's in May. That's, it's not, that's it's... in May. So I was looking at like, his last like, couple games. Okay, so... well, if we look at, if we look at uh, last week, just right here, last week, uh, one against Oakland, two against Seattle, five for 11 with two doubles, and three walks, which is pretty close to what I said. Yeah. And that's in Seattle and Oakland, which are big parks. No, it's at home, isn't it? You're right. My bad. That's at home. Which is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is... He had two hits in Tampa Bay over 16, 14, 13. Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just saying. I'm saying it's possible i'm not saying it's gonna happen oh i'm not i'm not saying it's possible <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just i'm just saying a week ago he he went five for 11 with two that's, that so that it goes back into my own head where i overthink everything <laughs> it's just like no like that he cannot just stay on that pace he's that's not gonna happen so i i'm just i'm gonna see my prediction i think he's gonna have over was, three games i think he's gonna have three hits and a walk and that's it and one double or no doubles? You going back uh, to zero doubles? I'll go. I'll go. Just two singles and a walk. Two singles and a walk. Oh no! Yep. You said you said three hits and a walk. Now you're saying two hits and a walk. Now I'm saying two hits and a walk. <laughs> You've gone down from four hits to, to two, two hits. hits and a walk. Yeah. I don't think. He's, <laughs> I, yeah, I think it's be two hits and a walk. I think it's certainly going to be somewhere in between what we said because oh, I don't well, think. He's not going to hit above what you said. I don't think he's going to hit under what we said. So. I think. Oh no! It's <laughs> what I said. It's certainly possible for him to hit under what you said. That's that's. I don't think he's def- I definitely don't think he's going to hit above what I said. But I think it's certainly possible for him to hit under what you said. But uh, you just, you've gone so low now yeah. <laughs> to set, uh, to set I, a I, floor. <laughs> yeah, I think the floor. I think absolute floor is two hits and a walk. And I think that's uh, what he's. I think it's what he's. I think he's going to have two hits and a walk. Because they're they're. There was, in fact, a because uh, there's also a question of whether or not he's going to play. <laughs> oh no! Right, I, yeah. We're I, like I said, we're assuming he's going to play all three games yeah, and play yeah. out all three games. Which I mean, he's he's played a lot of complete games without without a whole ton of rest. He he had uh, he went zero for four against the Cubs. He had four games that he played in a row, and then yeah. Anyway, it's did he go for four? And, and the other thing too is I'm looking at like how many National League games he's played. And it's not a lot. 
I don't know if that really he's matters. The Cubs because he's still playing a lot of first. He's he's been playing first base primarily for the last like month or so because uh, Shohei Otani is DHing. Yeah, I guess I, I wasn't looking at the like position, but well, because I, pure National League games. I don't. I don't think there's a much of a difference. There hasn't, been, the a National League and, there hasn't been a lot of National League games to play. I guess. Yeah, I, I just. I don't think there's a significant difference between the National League and American League like aspect of Pujols hitting besides the fact that he has to play defense and he's been right. playing defense for the last month. So. Um, I, I don't. Uh, I'm sticking to it. Three times right. on base, two singles. Uh, do you? Th- do you? Uh, has Shohei Otani played defense at all in the Amer- in the major leagues? I believe so. Yeah, he he has not. <laughs> he like yeah, pitched. He pitched last year, and that's it. Otherwise, he's only DH'd. What? I could have sworn he pit. He played defense. Nope. He because wow. he because he played some outfield in in Japan. But yeah, that's why I thought he played here. All he's done is is uh is DH and pitch. pitch? Wow. I don't know if they've been in. Uh, I don't know if they've been in the net. Oh, because he's got, he had Tommy John, so he can't throw. Yeah. 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 So he's, so all we're not going to. All he's on is pitch and DH. He might, well, he he might, might be pinch a, hit. He, he might pinch hit. He might pinch hit. Um, uh, real question Does Trout hit a home run? <sighs> also, I've said real question like four times. So <laughs> I've already noted that. This is this is a real question with Mac Huff. Uh, yep. Let's that's see the title of the podcast. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> um, it'll probably be Hudson Michaelis Flaherty. Um, so yes, I think so, assuming too. assuming the rotation doesn't change at all, Hudson Michaelis Flaherty are the three pitchers. So yeah, I I say I say Mike Trout hits a home run off of Miles Michaelis in the third inning of the game on the 22nd. That's, Who gets? I was gonna say who gets swapped in that you think he doesn't. What do you mean? Because you like named off the rotations, like so. Like, what would be the? Oh, know, um, as a, he hasn't had a home run. I I don't know how many home runs has Wayne given up. I don't know. I just I just, like Michaelis Michaelis and Flaherty have both been pretty prolific at giving up home runs this year. <laughs> yeah. Um, although Wayne gave up nine as well. Um, you know. Ponce might get lucky. I I don't I don't know. I'm just Hudson like yeah, Hudson, Michaelis, and Flaherty have been three of the guys who have been given up lots of homers. So I Hudson's been better, but yeah, I, I think Michaelis Flaherty are two guys that have given up homers, and uh Mike Trout is one guy who hits them. So Wainwright has given up nine. Yeah, yeah. So uh you're right. With the, with the entire rotation the way it is, I think everybody gives up a homer. <laughs> Mike Trout hits three homers in three days. Like that's not unlikely. Honestly, at that point, just I think we tip our hats and look. He's Mike Trout. Call like, the goat. That's, so that's that's the thing about Christian Yelich, right? Christian Yelich hitting homers. Like, yeah, I don't like to see it, but he was the MVP last year. You know, <laughs> like, yeah. like you know when it's like, I don't know, like Asdrubal Cabrera hitting a home run. Yeah, that's upsetting. But like, when it's somebody like Chris Bryant, like, yo, it's Chris Bryant. He's just like, he's good, you know. <laughs> like, well, the guy's it's, good it's at not, baseball. It's not Jason Worth. So, Jason Worth is also good. No, he's good, but it's also like he, he no, he's he's one of the people that pissed me off when he hits home run. Jason Worth. I don't know. I don't know. Like, like, uh, like Bryce Harper. Whenever Bryce Harper would hit like a massive home run against the Cardinals, like. 
look, that's what he does. Like, that's what he's paid to do is hit giant home runs. You know, <laughs> like you yeah. can't get mad at that. But also, okay, so I think there's a big difference between Jason Worth and Bryce Harper. So sure, fine. Like I just, I like I, is. I get mad at like scrappy MVP. little middle infielders who shouldn't be hitting home runs, hitting home yeah. runs. You know, or like we gave up a home run to uh, which pitcher was it last week? Was it uh, Syndergaard or something like that? Like that's that's not that's not good. You don't want to see that. <laughs> right, but I also think like Jason Worth is he is a power hitter, but I don't think he's a on the same level as a trout or Yelich or somebody like that. Like, I don't, I don't watch that. And I'm like, Oh, like good for Jason worth. I think like, how oh, POS Jason worth at home run. And oh, like fine. when Bryce, yeah. when Bryce Harper hits one, I'm like, all right, like he's really, really good. Like heaven forbid Bryce Harper hits a run off you or heaven forbid Kristen Yelich hits a home run off you. But, right. but like Jason worth, like, are you, are you kidding me? Like, it's it's like giving up a home run to uh, Reynolds. It's like just don't give the guy a fastball, and <laughs> he's not going to hit a home run. I promise you. Just give him anything off speed, not on the plate. He'll probably strike out or fly. Out. I, don't, I don't. The thing that always kills me is like <laughs> when you give it to somebody who just like sucks. Like you know, like Jason Ward didn't suck, but like I don't know. Like he was to me, he was like a three two outcome. Those are the ones that make me mad. It's like, you sure, but like one of those true outcomes is a home run. If you give a three true outcome guy a home run, like that's like it. Uh, I, yeah. don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I agree. I I agree, but I disagree because I think it's to be able to avoid that one outcome. <laughs> it's 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 when you give a home run to to like uh uh what's his name? Oh my god! Uh oh, David Eckstein. Jesus, sorry, he's late at night. I was, I was gonna say Pete Cosmo. <laughs> yeah, same thing. It's the same deal. David Eckstein, Pete Cosma, any name any Cardinal shortstop that uh came before Johnny Peralta, you know. Paul, yeah, I was gonna say Paul before Paul DeYoung. Yeah. Because I think I would still be pissed off if they if if a Cardinals pitcher gave a home run up to Johnny Peralta, I think I'd be mad. I, Johnny Peralta hey, Johnny Johnny Peralta was a power hitter. Like Johnny Peralta got moved to third base for his bat. He is, but you shouldn't He's not that good of a hitter. <laughs> He's a power hitter. He's not that good of a hitter. I don't know. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> the, the point is, like, when you give it up to, like, because even Bryce Harper has not been that good of a hitter this year, but no. if he hits a giant home run, he's still Bryce Harper. Like, the reason right. that he's on a roster is to hit big home runs. Anyway. Yep. Um, <laughs> this is, we're going very, on two hours very now, specific, think, Yeah, now, so. it's a very specific <laughs> Bryce Harper conversation. Uh, <laughs> All right. I think we've discussed past week. We've discussed the upcoming week. Uh, and we'll we'll discuss some more next week. Uh, we'll talk about that Marlins series, the rest of the Marlins series, as well as the Angels series, uh, see where our Pujols bet ended up. Um, before we wrap up, uh, this will be uh, on reddit.com slash r cardinals. Uh, that'll be our, our home base. That's where this will be posted as a sticky post probably throughout the week we'll see depending on if something else happens that we need to replace it with that might happen but uh, it'll probably be a sticky post you can also go to um at least for now i am kuhan.com slash cardinals and that'll be uh, a place that the episodes are hosted um and head over to that reddit thread to uh discuss the episode and uh we're we're gonna try to do like a discussion topic of the week so this week 
that discussion topic of the week is going to be uh, name the show. <laughs> um, we want this to be everybody's show. Uh, you know, it's a community at our Cardinals, not just uh, me and Hack. So uh, if if you have an ideas for names of the show or or for segments that you think we should do, uh, go ahead and post it in the discussion thread, and we will talk. We will discuss last week's discussion thread in the next week's obviously there was no previous week first discuss so um but next week we will talk about what was discussed in this week's thread also i disagree with the fact that not everything's about me because if you don't remember everybody's a hack alt except you (laughs) that is true that is true yeah everybody is indeed a hack alt um (laughs) uh we are all hack alts on this blessed day um that's gonna do it I think for this edition of the as yet untitled r slash Cardinals podcast, which you can help us title. Uh, if you want to, we don't have a Twitter account yet. We should probably do that. Or do you have, do you have control of the R Cardinals Twitter account? I don't know. I think there wasn't our Cardinals Twitter account that somebody I has control. absolutely no have no control over anything at all. <laughs> I don't I've got Sometimes no I control. Just, like, start a thing. I have, I have no I idea. Don't Whoever, have control. Whoever has control of the R Cardinals Twitter account, um, which hasn't posted in five years, but I believe it's somebody who's still around, um, please let us know because we might just steal it from you. Um, One of the last posts, the, the last post before that is the Jim Hayes AMA. And then the post before that is of Sotaguchi. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, which is, uh, I mean, who doesn't love Sotaguchi? Uh right. Here's a retweet of Go Somali Pirates, so I'm guessing it might be Go Somali Pirates, uh, <laughs> who, who I might actually be seeing next Monday, so we'll see. Um, anyway, so yeah, if, if you're listening and you have control of that account, uh, maybe send it our way, because maybe we'll steal it. Um, and then also, uh, our individual Twitter accounts. I am at Kuhan, and Hack is going to say his now. Uh, Hack Muff. Hack Muff. Uh, spelled... Exactly as it sounds. Hack like hacking the Astros. Muff is in muff. Muff like uh. You'll go there, not me. You'll go there, not me. No, sorry. It's it's okay. No, so uh, (laughs) this is real quick tangent before we leave. There is a uh, podcast. I'm I don't know if I'm sure you've heard of if you haven't listened to called um, Comedy Bang Bang. Uh, And in Comedy Bang Bang, there is a recurring character named Bone Queef. And Bone Queef always describes herself as bone-like something, like bone-like crazy bone and queef like a pussy fart. As always queef like a pussy fart. And that's the funniest joke in the world to me. Essentially, that's that's who I am. And that is now that is now gonna be the way I uh, describe a Twitter account every week. A different hack and muff like pussy hair. Yep. That's it. <laughs> Very exciting. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Uh, uh, apologies. <laughs> for that uh, thank you this is thank a long one I, I think we're gonna be shorter the next couple yeah yeah well i think i think we're probably more like an hour and a half because there's a lot of stuff in the beginning we need to cut That's but um, <laughs> um thank you for listening <laughs> and uh we will see you next week um at the uh r slash cardinals podcast uh you know i'm just gonna steal the ending from podcast for rain delay the accounts in the description of this podcast may be disseminated with our express verbal consent hashtag disseminate this podcast
Oh, wait, TV, sponsor us. Yes, please. <laughs> Anybody sponsor us, give us money. Oh, f- damn it. No, wait, whatever. I was going to plug my shirts. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> A little too much self-promotion for the first one, I think. You're right, you're right. But like, whatever. Uh, it's, it's fine, it's fine. Then follow my Twitter. You'll see the shirts on the Twitter. Follow my Twitter. 